of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. It's Panhandle Sports Live. Crossover, step back! Where the Eastern Panhandle of West Virginia comes to get their sports live. Is this the dagger? Great night to be a Mountaineer, wherever you may be. Agent back to pass. Rush down the pocket. Throwing it downfield. It's into the end zone. Oh, he caught it! Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner, Luke Wiggs, and Parker Stone. It is Thursday the 11th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Sports Live. I'm Jordan Nicewarner, alongside me, Luke Wiggs, and Parker Stone. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning Good to morning. you. How are we doing? Happy to be here. Doing well. Just a uh, process payment for the, uh, I think we're nearing a decade in doing the uh, old fantasy league with a bunch of guys from uh, my high school. So we just re-up nice. that. We're getting ready to do the draft, I think, early September. We usually do it like a week before the season. Are you guys like a big group? Like I like a big draft party. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of fantasy football, in my opinion. We usually get it. There's Usually most of us are in the draft party. We do Yahoo for our drafting. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we as, usually, as you should. Yeah. yeah, we sit in the lobby. We're there for at least like the first five, six picks we're in there just talking smack and then usually when the last like two or three rounds go up maybe one or two people trick it out trickle out and they'll just set the order for their auto draft i cannot believe you haven't watched the league i know i I, i've been i've been told to watch it multiple times i just need to get onto it at some point in preparation for this fantasy season you should watch the need to i feel like it's going to get ridiculous too luke once he starts watching it the amount of quotes he's just going to (laughs) start throwing out it'll be the first time i wish i could watch the league again uh, for the first time but i was telling luke that i'm out of my fantasy league that i've been in with my buddies for over a decade now i think for the first time this year and uh it's kind of everything's gone to complete shambles at this point and i think a couple of might be tuned in so i hope they are anyways um we I went on a bachelor party a couple weeks ago and uh, had this golf tournament with the friends and didn't realize that that was making the draft order. However, everybody ended up. So with me not playing and winning the golf tournament, humble brag, uh, that threw everything off. So everybody's just calling dibs for picks. So like if you just saw the text before somebody else, you could have got the first pick, That's which is man. pretty pretty crazy. But with 12 guys, well, I guess it's 10 now, 10-man league now. I mean, you got to have a little bit of order. But the draft is, I think the draft for the last couple of years of my fantasy football uh, experience, if you will, I think the draft was the only reason I was playing. Well, let me ask you this. So let's say you're still in the league and you've got the first pick in the draft. Who would you have taken? Oh, my gosh. I haven't even, like, looked at that yet. I guess... um, Taylor McCaffrey Eckler, the first. I was going to say McCaffrey. I was going to say either him or... Is uh, Henry too bold of a first-round pick? I think so. I don't think Parker thinks that. I think Parker's a big Because I was going to say either McCaffrey Derrick or Derrick Henry. He just seems like the right, like especially if you're playing uh, uh, PPR league, he just seems like the right guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Because he's going to yeah. get you just points and bunches. I saw a stat uh, yesterday in preparation for fantasy football, by the way, Christian McCaffrey that just absolutely blew my mind. In games that he's played and not been hurt or not been removed from early with injury, every game in his career uh, – 42% of the time, he's finished as the number one or the number two running back in fantasy football for that week. Really? It's incredible. Nice. Huh. He might be insane. the greatest. I mean, since at least Marshall Falk, he might be the greatest fantasy football running back ever when he's healthy. Does he need Freed from uh, Carolina? I think, it, well, Is not for, fan, for fantasy yet? football purposes, no, because he's their entire offense. They <laughs> get on the ball whenever they want. Mm-hmm. But for like his career, yeah, he's he's going to be on a seven-win Matt Rule team, and his coach is going to get fired. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, free McCaffrey, man. Get him to get him to Baltimore. They need a backup. They need uh, they need a backfield revamp. That's for sure. But before we start talking about the Ravens, because it is game day uh, for us Ravens fans out there, the Orioles postponed last night because of all that rain. Uh, Could have called that one from a mile away that that game wasn't going to get played, especially with it being the last game of the series. But the Red Sox they come to town tonight, or no, it's uh, the Orioles are on the road to Fenway tonight. So a big game for the Orioles. This will uh, kind of be a test to see if they aren't going to start playing down. At teams, which is kind of crazy to think uh, that the Orioles are in that position. They're third in the AL East right now, 58-52. Who'd have thought that? Only 12 games back from the lead, uh, which the Yankees have. But again, coming up against a 54-58 and Red Sox. Of course, Red Sox Fenway, they're always going to be tough to beat, tough to play uh, in their home park. Uh, is this just this random one game against the Red Sox? Could this be one that kind of, I don't know, slows the Orioles down a little bit? Or you think they just keep cruising and then head on into Tampa Bay? Yeah, I definitely think it's possible for this to be a stumble in the road for this Orioles team. Always playing Boston and Fenway is tough. Fenway is arguably the most historic ballpark in all of baseball. Fans will always come out to Fenway no matter if the Red Sox are the worst team in baseball, if they're the best team in baseball, or if they're somewhere in between. And with that, yes, we mentioned Orioles did jump to third in the American League East standings with Tampa Bay's loss to Milwaukee yesterday. And it's getting very, very close right now. In the wild card, by the very way. Very close, yes, in the wild card race. It's just that so, there's sort of like a big clump of teams that are in that 60 to about 55 win range that are vying for that wild card spot. Because at this point, I, I think winning the American League East and clinching that way is going to be out of contention for Oof. the Orioles. With, I don't know, man. The way they've the been Yankees playing. The Yankees are hot. Well, the Yankees are hot. But the way the Orioles have been playing, this is this has got destiny vibes all over it. It, feel, it feels like it's one of those moments to where it's going to head that way. If you look in American League standings right now, there's been a few little bit of switching going on with the Guardians are now leading the American League Central. It was the Twins for a while. Now the Cleveland Guardians are leading the Central. And then if you look into the wild card, top three teams get in. So it's going to be Toronto, Seattle, and if the season ended today, it'd be the Orioles. They would be the last wild card team in. And first team out would be Tampa Bay, followed by Minnesota, the White Sox, and then the Red Sox. So... It's all about winning against these teams who are one or two spots back from you in the wild card spot. You do that, it it, it might be the team of destiny, might be the Orioles this year. I'd be really curious to see who'd pitch that wild card game for the Orioles right away. Also, I love the subtle hints of the weather in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Is Jordan Icewarner saying that the Orioles need to build a dome? The Ruth Dome. Man, I'm I'm very much pro retractable roof on any kind of stadium anywhere. I think it's perfect. It's the best of both worlds, and you never have to worry about you know rain delays, things like that. You can't you don't get these uh, days that kind of you know shutters guys because I think Kramer is going to be pitching again. He was scheduled to pitch last night. He gets to move up a day, so that kind of might throw things off. But I mean, yeah, man. You never know. Why not? Why not? If you can build it, right? <laughs> I guess that wouldn't necessarily fit the uh, the skyline of Baltimore how they want it. But I thought there were rumors that they. Well, there were that rumor. There was the rumor right at the beginning of the season that um, uh, Orioles management was going to that they were going to move the stadium closer to the Inner Harbor or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but then they came out and had like a huge press release saying oh, that instead they were all gonna, they did was move the left field wall back, which I don't necessarily hate. I mean, I get that people don't like not having that uh, launch pad to left field that was there at Candy Nards for all those years, but I think I it mean, looks is good. is it coincidence that they're 500 right now? It turned into a pitcher's <laughs> park real, real quick. Is real it a coincidence quick. that they've got the best bullpen in baseball all of a sudden? Don't, don't know, man. So. It could have been, and people were so they were so they mad, were mad about that about that left field. But I think it looks good. Why not? You know, 
Why not? But speaking of Baltimore, we got uh, Baltimore Ravens football tonight. Preseason week one, taking on the Titans. Uh, I don't know. Can we put too much? Uh, do you want to get super into preseason week one, or do we just want to say it's kind of a toss-up because it's preseason week one? Yeah, that, formerly the latter. It's going to be <laughs> a toss-up either way. And this is mainly used to get your backups, your third stringers, your fourth stringers out there. Decide who you're going to cut next week, who you're going to keep in camp. And that's mainly what these, this preseason game is for, to get some guys some reps and to see where you're at right now. Definitely a lot of work for your backups. It'd be interesting to see probably some rookies will get a good amount of reps for your Ravens. you got Kyle Hamilton. you got Tyler Lindebaum. You've got multiple guys who many touted the Ravens having a top five draft this past year. It'd be a good experience to get those guys out there. And we were talking before the show this morning, Jordan, about some people may be concerned with Kyle Hamilton, how yeah. he looks in one-on-one coverage. Now he looks slow. He's getting beat by like slot by second string receivers. But like you're, I think you're getting ready to say it's not necessarily his game as the no, one-on-one game. Not at all. That's not how Kyle Hamilton plays the game. He is not a man-to-man guy. You want to just put him on an island, sit him out there in zone and he'll attack at that point. That's how Kyle Hamilton plays. He's a ball-hawking safety. He's humongous. And even later in the season, even if the speed is a concern, Kyle Hamilton is huge. He's, yeah, he's like 6'3", and he's 6'4". He can put on weight and move to linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Move to, he, he can be like Isaiah Simmons and play linebacker or a spur position how the Cardinals are setting to use him this year. So there's multiple ways you can use Kyle Hamilton. Don't stress if you're a Ravens fan and be very excited about Tyler Lindebaum because he is going to be a mauler at the center position. And not to mention all the other players I'm excited to watch tonight as well. Daniel Falalele was a, a mm-hmm. fantastic selection. The biggest player in college football at six foot eight coming from Minnesota. I'm excited to see him play some at right tackle. Not Metro News's Travis Jones, but the <laughs> other Travis Jones uh, playing at nose tackle as well. And we're hearing just Really good things about J.K. Dobbins coming back from injury and how much better of a pass catcher he looks. And I don't expect him to play in this game, but just to assume that maybe he's not back to 100% or that he continues down his bad path of picking up injuries, I'm curious to see what Mike Davis, Tyler Batty, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, the guys behind him in the backfield getting carries can look because you want to take some of the stress off of Lamar. He's mm-hmm. not going to have another 1,000-yard rushing season if you want to stay keep him healthy and make a run into the postseason. So what are those guys going to look like in the interior of the offense and defensive line? And then what those running backs are going to look like as J.K. Dobbins continues to rehab and get back to 100%. Well, speaking of J.K. Dobbins and Linderbaum, I uh, was at the Raven Truth meeting post-7. Shout out my guys over at uh, the Williamsport Moose. But uh, we had a beat reporter for the Ravens come up yesterday and talk uh, while everybody was eating and hanging out. And Linderbaum, well, he's injured right now, too. He injured a ligament on the top of his foot, which oh, as a center, uh, he's still playing. The reports are coming out that he's still you know playing through it. I mean, he's an Iowa guy. He's a Midwestern guy. It takes a lot more than a ligament on the top of his foot of all places to take him out. But that's something to think about. And J.K. Dobbins, apparently, you know, the reports coming out are that, you know, he's coming back. He came back kind of early, but uh, he's looking all right. But apparently, uh, from what the guy we were talking to last night was saying, um, he looks very, very labored. Now, you got to think, it hadn't even been a year since he tore his ACL. And he's still, he's already back, you know, trying to go at least somewhat full speed. So I think they need to just pump the brakes on J.K. Dobbins. I don't even think he should be practicing really until maybe the last week of preseason. And then Linderbaum, I think he should be fine too. But I am excited to see uh, what Linderbaum does because that was the problem with the Ravens last year. I think the biggest problem uh, was that Lamar just had no time. As soon as he got the ball, he had to run and immediately. And they're trying to make him a passing quarterback, even though they won't get him a receiver really to throw to. Uh, but if they want to have a passing quarterback, they got to have a quarterback that has time in a pocket. And I think they finally have started to piece that together. And I think that's kind of the problem with mobile quarterbacks. I was watching uh, somebody break down film on Jalen Hurts yesterday. Is if you have the capability of extending plays with your legs like that, 
the first sign of pressure, these guys take off. Mm-hmm. They don't stay in the pocket and maybe take a hit like a Brady or a, a Derek Carr or Matt Stafford, a traditional pocket passer will, because of their ability to extend plays. So the key is to completely limit pressure in its entirety. I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say, yeah. but in Lamar's case, you know, it's not necessarily like he needs an eight-second clean pocket. If he's got three, with what we're hearing about the weight that he's put on and how much stronger he looks throwing the football, that could be the difference. And like you said, it's still got to be somebody that he needs to throw to. I, I know people really like Rashad Bateman, and I like James Prochet, but he probably shouldn't be a number two wide receiver on an NFL team right mm-hmm. now. Evan Duvernay maybe to take that leap. Obviously, Mark Andrews is still there, but you know, if you give Lamar time and you develop another pass catcher outside of Andrews and Bateman then things are going to get very nerving for opposing defenses while he still has the ability but doesn't need to be mm-hmm. the best scrambling quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I think Duvernay is an interesting one because, I mean, as we know, he's a receiver spe- or a um, uh, special teams specialist, a return specialist, if you will, trying to make that, like you said, that leap over to the wide receiver role. But, uh, I just wish they would have gotten somebody, just one receiver, just one person that's a little bigger, right? Like Anquan Bolden, looking back in the day a little bit, I thought he was the perfect type of receiver. He was big, he was physical, he was still fast. Because like Steve Smith, I thought he was the best, the perfect type of receiver too. He was just small, even though he made up for that in a big way. But yeah, I, I think they're just missing some receiver. If they get one receiver, I think this is a completely different team because they're still very much... Um, I guess two-dimensional, not as multi-dimensional as you want, because uh, if Lamar's not running, he's passing to Mark Andrews, and then that's really just about the offense. Yeah, that's mainly the offense of the Ravens is in the passing game is Mark Andrews. And if you are in fantasy, if you're taking him, that's my tight end one. Take Mark Andrews in the third round if you want to. So it's looking pretty heavily for this Ravens team, and we've been exposed to how important an offensive line is the past couple seasons. The past two AFC champions – they were detrimented in the Super Bowl by poor offensive line play. Kansas City in 54, Bengals last year. What did both those teams do? Kansas City goes out and gets Joe Thune from New England. Go out and trades for Orlando Brown, a former Baltimore Raven. They bolster the offensive line. What did Cincinnati do this offseason? They got Lyle Collins from Dallas. They brought in Ted Karras and Alex Kappa. They're beefing up that offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Baltimore's done that by pieces a little bit to help Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson and help him out. And when you look at the receiving unit, I mean, yeah, we're looking at probably your two main guys are going to be Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. And I really like, I really loved Bateman coming out of Minnesota a lot. I think he has the potential to be kind of like that Anquan Bolden receiver. Maybe not as big as Bolden, but he's about, I think he stands about 6'1, is what Bateman stands Mm -hmm. at. He has physical tools in him. He's a very good receiver. I like him a lot. And Devin Duvernay, he has real potential to step up, I think, and be a wide receiver, too. He showed a lot of flashes last year. He was a guy out of Texas. And he's got a lot of potential. Maybe looking into next year, you add another guy in that position. But mainly in the passing game, you're going to be seeing a lot of Mark Andrews as usual. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, Lamar's favorite type of target is a big uh, tight end like that. Mark Andrews, well, he uh, is a good target to throw to. He's definitely a good target to throw to. But also, right before we go to break, I think Shamir Bridges might be a pretty good look, too. It's like a uh, kind of a second string coming in uh, when you need him type of receiver, too, coming out of uh, Fort Valley State University. Always got to root for those uh, small school guys. But stick around for more Panhandle Sports Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live, part of the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. Are Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone? I think that's the correct grammar, right? Alongside me is 
Well, regardless, Luke Wiggs, Parker Stone joining me. Uh, hey, make sure you go over to our website, PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. Luke has been uh, out on the road going over to not just the football camps that are uh, in full swing around the Panhandle, but soccer as well, because people forget uh, that, hey, there are other sports that are played in the fall around here, right, Luke? That's absolutely right. And both Washington stories are up now for boys and girls soccer. Uh, both teams well above 500 last year. Talking to uh, Mark and Anton Wonder from the boys' side and Tim Michael from the girls' side. Uh, we'll have the Hedgesville preview up today for girls' soccer. They went 7-7-4. Seven, seven and four. Alice and Janney really trying to turn that program around. They go to the state championship game, lose 2019, graduate 14 seniors, COVID happens, they win one game, and then they bounce back uh, last year with a 7-7-4 seven, seven and four record. Got some girls coming back that can score. They've got depth. Um, and uh, we'll have the Spring Mills girls preview coming up here momentarily, and then I'll circle back around. Uh, I've been in touch with head coach John Coleman's, the boys coach at Hedgesville. We'll get him on uh, for the preview as well, uh, and the Spring Mills boys coach before we move on. But, uh, you know, I was downstairs yesterday uh, in, in the cave where I work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's absolutely a cave. That's a great answer for it. Um, and I was planning out my schedule for the month of August, you know, everything I'm going to try to cover. And hopefully uh, once we get the, the equipment figured out, we'll be able to broadcast some of these high school soccer games. Those schedules, I mean, because th- there's 12 teams out here, uh, I think to finish out the month of August, beginning on the 18th, I'll cover – 12 games in 14 days from soccer, football, throw Shepard in there as well. Hopefully play-by-play for all of them. Uh, But uh, you'll have to to keep up with what's going on with uh, the soccer coverage around here that we're trying to ramp up uh, because there's some really, really, really quality clubs out here and players, and uh, they deserve the recognition, and I hope we can give it to them. Absolutely. You're going to be busy, huh? Yeah, that's the plan. miles on the car. Get new tires. (laughs) Busy B. Get new tires. It's it's this or play FIFA, so you know I'm happy to be here. True, very true. Uh, you got an ultimate team? No, I. Uh, I every sports game, I, I'm terrible at them. I'm a, yeah. I, I wanted to be a GM when I was a kid, you know, be a sport management major. So I always play like the franchise mode, and I never play the games. I sim everything. Like I've oh, got a, a those. I've got an NFL Raiders sim that's like 50 years in the future, <laughs> and I put Kilmarnock in the Bundesliga for FIFA. So it's 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 strictly business uh, with the with the PS4 and the Wigs household. Yeah, Parker's big time uh, <laughs> ultimate team guy for the show, though. Yeah, we've got uh, their uh, ultimate team mode, Diamond Dynasty. I've been playing that pretty heavy for a little bit. They just had a uh, – well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Field of Dreams game mm-hmm. coming up here in a little bit. They dropped their uh, Field of Dreams program a couple of days ago, and there's a uh, very nice for all you Pirates fans out there, if you're listening, you know, I'll, a very beautiful O'Neill Cruise. So. Ooh, I'll say yeah. this, though. I think I think I could beat one of you guys in the game of the show. I, I, keep, <laughs> I keep people off balance. It wouldn't it – wouldn't, I'll put – I would – I would put money on it. Though, I haven't played the show in years, but I, I think tough. with the right you picture, I you don't understand how many hours I put in playing MLB the show. We should have a. There's only three of us. We should have a. Panhandle I can get us a fourth. I can get us a fourth villain. Sports easy. tournament. Yeah, I got a teammate. <laughs> I got a teammate for the show, and there we uh, practice. And it's 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 gotten the pandemic. It got a little ridiculous. Okay, got a little ridiculous. We uh, it was fl- flipped from um. Farming Simulator 19. Talk about this on Panhandle Live before. So uh, people people have heard about it. great game. By the way, great I, game. I haven't gotten to play it yet. I wish great I did. game. If you, uh, I learned so much about agriculture and stuff. But regardless, shout out to Farmville. It's <laughs> shout out to Farmville for sure. I actually had a dream that Farmville was involved the other day. I'll tell you about it off the air. Um, but anyways, let's talk a little college football before we get to our bottom of the hour break. Uh, Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman, who's one of the uh, really the highly most highly touted quarterbacks coming out uh, into this season, out indefinitely following a non-football-related medical condition. So what does this uh, do, Parker, for kind of landscape college football? Well, again, first of all, 
all thoughts and good vibes out to Sam Hartman and his group over at Wake Forest. That's always heartbreaking when you have to take a sabbatical away from the sport you love due to something that's out of your control. And then for the ACC, it definitely knocks Wake Forest down at least a couple wins because Hartman is the Demon Deacons all-time leader in passing yards and passing touchdowns. He's arguably the best quarterback they've ever had. And it's just, again, it's just really tough to see a guy get robbed of that because of something that's out of his control. We almost had that same situation. I don't know what's going on with Sam Hartman, but we had a guy who was coming in as a freshman. He was a really good runner at Concord. He about not, he about got robbed of his ability to run because he was having some, they were checking to make sure he had like no regular heartbeat or anything like Mm -hmm. that. So it, it could be something like that. It could be something else, but let's just hope this isn't a, long indefinite season or a career ending type of thing for Sam Hartman he could be able to play some here for the Demon Deacons and Wake Forest expected to be probably the third best team in the ACC coming off an 11 and 3 record last season Hartman throwing for what was it 39 touchdowns yeah 39 Mm -hmm. touchdowns I will say this though a little bit shamelessly uh, getting the inside track of what's going on behind him in that quarterback room uh, a friend of mine I went to school with shout out Ben Mackey at U92 uh, was Michael Kern who's the backup quarterback at uh, Wake Forest he was his left guard in high school at Lake Nona uh, down in Orlando. All signs pointed to Michael Kern being the immediate backup to take over for Hartman. He's a pure pocket passer. He's got a good arm. He's six foot two. However, I also understand that Mitch Griffiths, who's a redshirt freshman, has making a strong push for the job as well. So it's a shame for those of us that wanted to see Kern get snaps because uh, he and uh, the friend of mine, Ben Mackey, are still very close, and we were hoping he'd get the chance to succeed. But I think it's a good spot for Demon Deacon fans to be in. Obviously, you've just lost your franchise, with all mm-hmm. due respect, for however long he's out, and we wish him a speedy recovery. But there are two legitimately good off- options behind him in Mitch Griffiths, the redshirt freshman, and then, like I said, Michael Kern, who has been waiting in the wings forever there at Wake Forest through the pandemic and through whatever. I think this is his fourth, if not fifth year with the program for somebody that was just an elite pocket passer coming out of high school. So hopefully they're not going to get much of a beat and they'll continue to be one of the top three or four teams in the ACC. Yeah, I hope it's not anything too, too uh, serious, that's for sure. But I guess if it's taken him out, definitely. Uh, it seems to be. So yeah, hopefully he has a speedy recovery. But uh, Peyton Manning, last thing before we get to the break, Peyton Manning continues to be one of the most uh, charismatic post uh superstars i think ever and he uh listen to this quote all right this is about his brother eli which i think this uh the the eli manning relationship is hilarious yeah. i i hope that they come back again i think they are coming back with their uh, with like the manning the manning cast, cast, or whatever. cast yeah that was great uh, but he says most people don't know that cooper was the most talented athlete in the family so of course cooper the oldest uh, brother i believe um i was the best in school Peyton Manning, of course, talking. Eli was dot, 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 different. We didn't think that he had the cognitive capacity to play football. (laughs) One time when we were kids, I took his tennis ball. Uh, The dad let him play with in the backyard. He became filled with rage. He picked me up and threw me across the yard in a perfect spiral. I've never seen such dot, 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 strength, Peyton Manning continues on to say. Dad called it his, quote, special power. So he taught him how to throw, taught him a few sentences, and then sent him off to Ole Miss. The rest is history. That's a pretty good uh, brother brother story if I've ever heard one. Peyton Manning, man, I love that Peyton. They have cast the same so amount funny. of Super Bowl wins there, Peyton. That's let's, true. Let's relax. Oh, yeah. That's true. Hey, and Eli, and one of them has a normal sized forehead, <laughs> and one of them beat Brady in Super Bowl. People forget. twice. People forget. But yeah, stick around for more Panhandle Sports Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Sports Live with Jordan, Luke, and Parker. Tweet the guys at EP News Network.
Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me, Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. Gentlemen, talking baseball again here because we have uh, the Field of Dreams game tonight. And I think that's one of the coolest things that the MLB has kind of added to uh, the MLB world uh, in a long time. Although I do see people... Uh, saying that they're upset that it's called the Field of Dreams game because it's not actually played on the Field of Dreams field. Duh. Of course it's not going to be played on the Field of Dreams field. But uh, I think the stadium's awesome. I always think the game's cool. The intros are cool when they're walking in through the things. Uh, well, how do you guys feel about the uh, Field of Dreams game and, more specifically, the one tonight with the Reds and the... Cubs. Thank you, Cubs. I, I think it's perfect. I think it's a cool event. Um, I honestly kind of like that it's two teams that aren't necessarily in playoff contention and maybe not the biggest market because, you know, how many people are going to watch a Cubs-Reds game anyways? Mm-hmm. You know, the Yankees are going to draw, the Dodgers are going to draw, the Braves, the Cardinals, whatever. They're all going to draw no matter where, if the game's played in a gravel parking lot. Right. You know, so this kind of gives a chance to those teams to get some exposure. I'm excited to watch Nick Lodolo pitch. Mountaineer fans remember um, him matching up with Alec Manoa back in 2019. He actually got tuned up uh, in that game. I think um, that doesn't matter. Uh, but I'm excited to watch Lodolo pitch for Cincinnati. And it's an exciting game and an exciting event. Field of Dreams, I don't think it's a top five baseball movie, but it's a pretty solid movie. You don't think it's a top five baseball movie? That's a bold take. I'd have to think. Top five? Because Moneyball and Major League are both significant. You think, better. all right, hang on. You think Moneyball is better than Field of Dreams? Moneyball's greatest. Baseball movie ever. It might wow. be. It's a top ten movie of all time. I love Moneyball. Oof, that but Major League. You that can't, might be the wildest take yet in the show. Let's see. I'm not what, gonna lie to you, Luke. What are the other baseball movies? Uh, League of Their Own is the another natural, great movie. Uh, the Natural, yeah. I'd say, Babe. is better than Field of Dreams. Um, the Rookie. Uh, Eight Men Out is better. Eight Men. Oh, Eight Men Out's the second best baseball movie. I love Eight Men Out. I'll agree with you on that one, but not having Field of Dreams in your top five might be the craziest thing I've ever heard personally. Moneyball. What's your What's your top five baseball movies? I mean, you gotta have Field of Dreams in there. Gotta be. It's it's gotta be. Like it's it's just Kevin Costner's performance in there is just a chef's kiss for (laughs) it's excellent. I I love that performance for Kevin Costner. Looking into the game tonight as well, it's it's all about just how they blend that with the theatrics of the movie. I I don't know if it's ever going to be able to top that first one they did last year with Kevin Costner transitioning over to the mm-hmm. movie, coming out into the corn, saying what he the said. The not top five best baseball movie, <laughs> even though they did it. MLB's doing a whole thing about it, but well, you, it's fine. You can't it's have a, an eight minute out game. You know, <laughs> I guess you could just let everybody bet up in the stands the whole time, right? <laughs> but uh, definitely, if you uh, agree with Luke's take, or if you think, where do you rank the uh, top five baseball movies of all time? Is yeah. Field of Dreams number one for you? Is it in that top five? Go tweet us over at epnewsnetwork.com right now. Go tweet us at our page. Let us know it. Where do you rank Field of Dreams in baseball movies? And now, granted, this game tonight it's Cubs Reds. The stakes aren't high, but mm. with a win for the Reds tonight, they could shake up third place in yes, the NL could. Central. So right now, it's basically a three-team race between the Cubs, Pirates, and Reds. They're both sitting. Well, the Cubs and the Pirates are forty-five and sixty-five. The Reds are forty-four and sixty-six. But all three of these teams aren't playing for much of anything. The season's pretty much gone for them. But again. It's a division rival. These are two of the bigger historic teams in baseball. The Chicago Cubs, a laundry list of great players to come through them. The Cincinnati Reds, of course, you remember the big red machine. You got Pete Rose, you got Joe Morgan, plenty of Johnny Bench, arguably the greatest catcher of all time. 
these are two historic teams, and I think that's what the Field of Dreams game essentially is about. Two historically great teams, because last year was two historically good American League teams in the Yankees and the White Sox. Now we're pairing up the Reds and the Cubs and see how things sprinkle with that next year. Yeah, I think uh, I think they run the chance of this starting to get a little, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, corny, I guess. Hokey. If they tried to, <laughs> hokey, yeah, if they tried to do, oh, yeah, didn't even try to <laughs> do that. What you did Appreciate there. that. Didn't even try that one. But um, I guess with how big they made it last year, how big it, it had to be last year, especially with the infrastructure that they built out in the middle of nowhere, literally nowhere in Iowa. It's crazy that they built that big of a stadium there. Um I think yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But back transitioning back to the movies because I'm still by my mind. Uh, do you want me to give you my top five? Yes, my top mind five all time baseball movies. Moneyball's number one, eight men outs number two, major leagues number three. And in my opinion, that's non negotiable. And then the movies that I would say that I would rank higher uh than Field of Dreams, Little Big League, which is a phenomenal movie. That I don't was think my, I've ever seen that. That was that that twelve year old takes over managing the twins. That mm-hmm. movie was my childhood. Uh a league of their own, because I love a league of their own. And I might even put well, Perfect Games, the Little League movie uh, about the the team from Mexico that throws a perfect game in the Little League World Series. Spoiler alert! In the Little League <laughs> World Series in the '60s, yeah. uh, I think I put that one above there too. And then I would nestle in Field of Dreams, and then wow. you'd have like the Rookie, the Natural. Although I know a lot of maybe of our older listeners would say the Natural wow. should be in that top five. Uh, I do. I, okay, I, I'm forgetting that uh, I am slightly older than uh, you, so my my baseball movies might be a little might be a little <laughs> skewed. So I'll take back. I'm forgetting that. So I'll take back. Uh, I'll take back that comment. You know, I, I think I might have just lost all credibility with Panhandle Sports Live listeners. What happened? Uh, Woody or Wood on Twitter just said, "I don't know if I can trust Luke's judgment from tell, now on." Tell, I'm telling you, dude. How do you not have Field of Dreams in your top five? You got a quick top. Well, we got still got some time. What's your? What do you think your top five movies are? All right, baseball movies. A couple debate topics here. All right, is Chicken Little a baseball movie? No. What? What? No. (laughs) Because I I was looking at some base top baseball movies ever. Did a search right here. It's Chicken Little's in the search. Because I mean, Grant, there is baseball in the movie. Is there? I don't know if I've ever seen Chicken Little. That's like saying Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Move on. Don't say Chicken Little. And here's an, yeah, here's next. another. Uh, hey uh, Parker, what's your top five baseball movies? <laughs> restart. <Chicken Little. laughs> yeah, restart. Yeah, definitely Field of Dreams for me is in there. Definitely League of the Rounds in there for me. I, honestly, I think forty. The performance for Chad Bosa was very good. Yeah, was very good. I think that's a really good one as well. And I think our listeners may kill us if we don't mention the Sandlot at some point. We have not mentioned the Sandlot at all. That. I feel like that just needs to be in the top five for legacy purposes. It has just, to be. Yeah. It, it has to be there. And then I'm looking at some more listed in here. Uh, another uh, classic Disney movie listed under uh, top baseball movies, other Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff. Y'all remember that movie? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> where are you finding this list at? <laughs> is, is, is this where, do you find in this where Luke found his take on the, <laughs> the, the Superman the movie when the plane almost crashes in the baseball? <laughs> yeah. Is that a baseball movie? The town, the ball. Oh, the Chicken Little did pop up on this. <laughs> My goodness, there. look Air, at that. Hey, Airbud's there too. The Air All right, so here you go. So what's your top? Let's hear it. Definitive. Well, I guess not necessarily definitive, but your final answers. All right, definitely Field of Dreams is up there for me. Um, for, I'd say 42 would make the list for me. I would go also with, yeah, Moneyball's up there, so that's three. I'd go for the love of the game on there. I'll throw okay. it oh, that's there. such a good movie. Okay. And then I think the Santa Lotto ran up my top five. Is the love of the game the best Kevin Costner baseball movie? That's that's a, <laughs> that's a debate for another day for for Mr. Kevin Costner. That is true. That anyway, is true. And if we're throwing in uh, sports movies and Kevin Costner, you got to include Draft Day, right? 
Draft Day is so stupid. It's so corny. It, the, <laughs> it's so corny. The premise of that movie, it, when when we talk about Draft Day, when the NFL draft comes around next spring, I'm, I'm going to go off on a Draft Day. That movie is so stupid. And Parker, I'm surprised you didn't put Fever Pitch in there. You, you, you would expect me for a Fever Pitch guy? I, that's a good movie. It's, a, it's up there. It, it would crack a top 10. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely top 10. But yeah, Field of Dreams, number one, A1, that's non-negotiable to me. Major League, no particular order after this. That major league, uh, then I'm going to go natural at three. Again, no particular order. Sneaky coming in off the back end at five, skipping four, going to five. Hardball. Ooh. People forget about hardball. Great just all-around yeah, movie yeah. with a big baseball uh, turn in that. And then I'll uh, throw love of the game in there, too. But honorable mentions, Bull Durham, of course. I mean, Major League Two was just a good rookie of the year. Good you know, we just got another shout by one of the best followers on Twitter in baseball in the Mountain State. He, <laughs> he wanted to make sure Bull Durham is on there. Also, yeah, Bull Durham for Coster sure. Movie. Yeah. Kevin, Co- you put Kevin Costner in a baseball uniform, it's going to be a great movie, uh, unless it's Field of Dreams and Luke's watching it. He hates it. He <laughs> you know, I'll say it. one more thing. I apologize. I think the biggest thing is it's so like the nostalgia of older people that have played catch with their son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I have a kid, I have a feeling that movie will go right to the top of the list. So uh, before we get to this break, funny you brought that up because for Father's Day, uh, I think it was pre, pre-pandemic, I think. Um, Father's Day, but went down to Nats Park, me and the family, <clears throat> and uh, my mom had or my sister had uh, like a shirt. She make like does the shirt printings things that you can do whatever. And uh, my dad and I's favorite baseball movies, Field of Dreams, and she made these shirts. Mine said, "Hey, Dad, do you want to have a catch?" And then his said, "I'd like that." And then we went on the field and had a catch. It was nice things. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. That's how it goes. But yeah, Field of Dreams, not being in the top five of your top baseball movies, <laughs> is the most banana land thing I think I've ever heard. I think I've ever heard. He needs some milk. Somebody go get him some milk. He needs a, he needs a break. He needs a break. But stick around. We'll be back with more Panhandle Sports Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Sports Live, your home for sports in the Panhandle. Here's Jordan, Luke, and Parker. Welcome back to Panhandle Sports Live. I'm Jordan Ice Warner, alongside me, Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. Uh, real quick, put a bow on uh, the top five best baseball movie uh, conversation where Luke does not have Field of Dreams <laughs> in his top five. I am in 100% agreement with uh, Whittier Woodworks over on uh, Twitter. You can tweet at us at EP News Network. Let us know uh, what your top five, what you, what do you think the best baseball movie is? And if it's Field of Dreams, definitely let us know because we need to let Luke know that he's uh, he's in the wrong. I'm just going to say it. Luke, you're in the wrong. But uh, what he says on Twitter, uh, he said he saved his farm with baseball. That's it. A ghost saved his daughter's life. I mean, how much? that's a perfect movie. Perfect movie. No, nothing beats Scott Hatterberg hitting that home run to win 20 games in a row in Moneyball, in my opinion. Major League. I mean, it's Major League. And, and all, all the classic moments you get out of um, uh, Bob Euchre in the booth. I don't know, man. I don't know. Dude, Moonlight Graham gave up his chance. <laughs> gave up his you know, chance. He stepped across the line. He gave up his chance to save that daughter from that hot dog that she was choking on. <laughs> she fell off to the top this. row of the bleachers because Kevin Costner, hey, let's be honest, he wasn't the most uh, aware dad in that movie. He, was he put very, his, yeah, he put he his daughter aloof, on like right? 20 feet up the, but on the air in the bleachers. Graham, twice. I think we went and took it. He said, no, I'm going to save a life instead of, you know, fulfill my dream. I think we may need to put a Twitter poll up on this. I I, I think I think we need to do a Twitter poll, Moneyball versus Field of Dreams, and we, we'll have a definitive winner of who is – who, who is seeing the light here and who is spitting the hot take? By the way, another good shout, uh, Baseball in the Mountain State, The Scout is a very good movie. The I haven't Scout. gotten good it. Luck. I've only seen it in parts. I've never seen it all the way through. But now that I, I'll get on my baseball nostalgia kick, 
Uh, we'll we'll have to uh, well I'll have to go back and watch that one all the way. Save through. this date. Save this date. August eleventh. We'll revisit this in a couple months. Oh, and the bad news bears. How do we not mention the bad news? We bears? didn't forget yeah, the bad news bears. That's true, bad news bears. But remember this date. We'll see. We'll see if. Luke changes his tone. Maybe if you watch, you catch a watch here and there. Maybe after the Field of Dreams game. Maybe tomorrow he comes in. He's like, man, you know, I was going to say, Dreams 10 game, years like, oh, from now when I have my first game of catch with my son, then it'll go into my it'll top five. It'll hit you. It'll, it'll, every time, man. I'm, I'm sitting there trying not to cry just thinking about it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Man, crazy. Can't believe that. Can't believe that. But anyways, we're starting right out of time. Uh, so let's get into uh, some Parker's picks. Parker, your uh, heater seems to have been snuffed out a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, yesterday was not the ideal day for Parker's picks. A lot of upsets going on in Major League Baseball yesterday. Funny enough, the game where I told you I was the least confident on ended up paying out. Nice. But lock lock of the day for yesterday was Astros over the Rangers. They shocked me, and I think everyone, Texas did, winning 8-4. to four. And now looking into today's action, I'm going to lock in White Sox over the Royals. The White Sox did lose to the Royals yesterday. But Dylan Cease will be on the mound for the White Sox, a guy who is maybe not going to win the Cy Young, but I could probably see him finishing top five in the Cy Young voting. He's going up against Zach Granke, who, granted, he's getting up there in age. Still a pretty good pitcher, though. I do like the White Sox, though. They have to keep pace in that American League wildcard race. So I feel like the pressure's on from a Royals team that really has nothing to play for right now. So I'm going to go White Sox over the Royals to lock that in. Two other games I'm going to like for today. Phillies over the Marlins. I like that one. And for your Field of Dreams game tonight, Luke and I are going against each other. I am, I am picking the Chicago Cubs to win. Luke is going with the Cincinnati Reds. We gotta get. We, I have to get a whiteboard for the studio so we can start tracking some of these we, things. If you guys can go ahead and head Cubs, on certain games. If the Cubs win, I will rent and watch uh, uh, Field, Field of, of Dreams. Dreams every day for the rest of this week. Well, say that one more time. One time, one time each day. Yeah, say that one more time. If the Cubs win, uh-huh. I will watch Field of Dreams every day for the rest of this week. Where's so, our guy at on uh, Twitter? Did you hear so, that? <laughs> so that's fr- so that's Friday to Friday, right? Friday to Friday. So oh, so that means you got to be hitting some hitting some watches on over the weekend. I love that. Yeah, I love I'll that. do it. I'll do it. Okay, you have, I have it in written in ink. Okay. There we go. Oh, did you write it down? Well, no, but I will. Oh. <laughs> we will, we will document this in history. Love that. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Man, I'd love to know uh, after a full week of watching Field of Dreams where you were at afterwards on that. <laughs> I might end up hating it. You know, I, I think it's a great movie, but I will I will watch it seven days in a row. He Bye. thinks it's a great movie, but it's not in his top five baseball movies. But we just named so many classic movies here. That aren't as good yeah. as Field of Dreams. Exactly. <laughs> they're great movies, Bye. but they're not as good. By day five, he's going to be going, son, do you want to play catch? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be sitting here with his glove and a ball, just patting it back and just, forth. I'll hear <laughs> it. I know that they will come in the back of my head like 15 You minutes. might, man. You you just might. You never know. You never. By the know. way, uh, of course, rest in peace. Uh, the guy that played uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson from The Godfather as well. I oh, yeah. Name's completely escaping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that was a big deal in preparation for this game. Man, what was that guy's name? That's, that's a bad <sighs> shout for radio bringing up a guy I don't know his name. <laughs> Told you, you might start yeah, hearing. I'm gonna stuff. hear it in my hear nightmares. He'll hear it in his dreams. You guys hear that at all? Feels like, that? It feels like something special is in the air. I might. I, I'm going to have to watch this movie today now. Uh, by it. the way, it's, a, it's such a good prep for the game. Uh, I did get another top five from one listener. This is just, uh, Kyle Wiggs. His oh. top five baseball movies of all time. Eight Men Out, number one. Okay. okay. Moneyball, number two. Field of Dreams, number three. 
A League of Their Own, number four. The Natural, number five. So I'm da- I, I, same I'm list, cool as, solid list. Same list, except for of course he has the Natural over. I think I what did I have? He doesn't have Major League in his top five. Come on, but he's got Field of Dreams in there, which is <laughs> so that's all that matters. <laughs> it's, that's all that matters. <laughs> it's all yeah, that makes it valid. That makes it valid. That's for sure. Uh, my goodness, fellas, we got uh, just a few minutes left here. Any other uh, crazy takes you want to throw out there? Well, not a crazy take, but since we were bringing up someone who sadly passed away, someone mm-hmm. who also sadly passed away earlier on was, well, tail end of last year, John Madden. Yeah. And with that, the uh, Madden NFL franchise is going to be releasing Madden NFL 23 this coming week in the next week. You'll get the, uh, if you want to, you can pre-order it and you can get early access this coming Tuesday, I believe. And then regular launch is just going to be a week from tomorrow. So bringing that into consideration, we've all played Madden in here. Is there a player that you just have the best memories with when yep. playing John Madden football? Yep. Michael Vick. Michael Vick, uh, Michael Vick with the Falcons with the, the throwback Falcon jerseys with the, well, I guess they're throwback now. They had like the red, white, and black on the sleeve. What yeah. year was that? 2000 and... Well, he was on the cover in 04. 04 is what it was. Then that was the one. That was the greatest. The greatest, I think, Madden. I think that was the peak. 04. It's a good shout. Uh, recently, Lamar's been unbelievable and Tyree mm-hmm. Kill. I mean, I've only played Madden as of recently. Uh, so putting Mahomes on the list. By the way, uh, another listener helping me out. It's Ray Liotta was the name yes. of the Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Yes, the, the guy correct. that passed away. Yeah. Uh, that is a sad one. He's been talking about good movies. Man, it seems like any movie he's in was a uh, was a pretty good one. But yeah, Madden, that was a sad one. That one was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's wild because they released that uh, John Madden documentary and the next day he passed away. Which yeah. I, I just made it even worse. And yeah, it's just, and it's been talked about times and times before. John Madden was just, he was a one of one. Just his personality, his love of the game, how he related it to so many people. It takes someone really special to relate it like that. And hopefully this is a great way to honor his legacy with what's looking to be a pretty good year of Madden. I've been hearing nothing but great reviews of the game. So if you want to get in, play Parker Stone, hit me up in the Xbox lobby. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Because uh, what Madden, that seems like nowadays, everybody's like, oh, it's the, it's the, the new one's going to be so great. But then people are still like, it's like balls uh, are going through chests and like you know, people are fumbling and getting crazy returns. And, like, we'll see on. in a month how many uh, viral clips come out of somebody like just warping in to get a sack or something. Uh, so what we got you guys head to head on a uh, betting matchup tonight. Field of Dreams game. Luke just took on the whole world saying uh, that <laughs> Field of Dreams is not, counseling. Yeah, it's not, not the a hottest take in Panhandle sports life history. Just Unbelievable. Oh, just you wait. Un- unreal. Oh. We're not even a full month in yet. Can you believe it? And we're already getting. I uh, think today's like actually that. a month. Yes, it is. Today's the 11th. Today's, the 11th. today's officially a month. Can I plug one more movie that I think might crack my top five that is better than Field of Dreams? 61. Yeah. Unbelievable movie. I, I saw that on that list. I haven't seen that either. If it's, a, if it's got the Yankees involved, I probably haven't watched it. That's a good point. No Unbelievable movie. Uh, and what was it? Babe with... Um, John Goodman. Yeah. That was actually a, a, that's surprisingly a good, movie good movie. Man. Well... Maybe we'll have to come back and uh, maybe football season we'll do football movies. That we'll there's not as out, many. Huh? Like baseball and boxing are like the two where there's All just right. a ton of movies. Last one. Got to cut the music on this one. Last one. Hoosiers. Top five movie, basketball movie for you? Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, of course. Easily. Of course. Easily. I might have had to kick it's you the off. the greatest basketball movie. <laughs> you, might, you might have gotten escorted off the premises if you said uh, Hoosiers was a top five back. Because I don't even think there's five good 
basketball movies out there. I don't think. <laughs> Hoosiers are just one, and that's it. But if you've been saying the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook page uh, and Spotify page as well. For Luke, for Parker, I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Don't forget to, uh, you can always interact with us over at EP News Network on Twitter. Have a good one. Panhandle Live is next, and we will talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.